You're listening to episode number 33 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. If I had to title this podcast just one word, it would be PASSION, all caps. This episode, I speak to Lamar Womble, who is the founder of Passion for Leadership, as well as a youth motivational speaker, and so much more. This episode, Lamar and I are passionate about talking about passion. I ask all the questions and he gives all the answers. This one is definitely one to listen to. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need. And all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Fashion Your Fashion podcast. This week, I'm so excited to be with a wonderful, wonderful speaker, Lamar Wombo, who I heard speak about two, three years ago. And since that day, I knew that I want to be a speaker myself. And so I'm so excited to be talking with him today. Lamar, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, great to be here. And I love, obviously, I love fashion and I love fashion. So, like, the name of your show was perfect. There you go. Uh, I, I'm so glad I could be a guest on it because, you know, when I was in high school, like, there was nothing else I wanted to, to be a fashion designer. So, this is perfect. Perfect. So for my listeners, can you just tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do and sort of uh, if you want to get into a little bit about your journey, about how you got to where you are? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Lamar Wombo. A lot of, when I'm out speaking, kids call me by my, my college nickname, El Diddy. But in 2008, I started my motivational speaking company, Passion for Leadership. Since then, I've spoken to over 60,000 students and educators around the country around what it means to discover, develop, and define what their passion is in their life, in school, and in work. 2013, in the midst of running that company, Passion for Leadership, I moved to New York City to work with a education nonprofit called The Future Project that uh, allowed me to go into schools and actually do that work every single day with, with young people. So I got to go into school and talk to young people about discovering their passion and, and making their passions a reality through creating passion projects. And so the last 10 years, six years of the future project, and 11 years now being a motivational speaker, that is the work that I do, and that is the work that I love. And, you know, anytime I can contribute to young people going after their, their passion, 
Yes, perfect. So just talk us a little bit about how you sort of knew you wanted to be a speaker and knew you, you know, you were passionate about passion, which, you know, it's funny to me, you know, and how you started, you know, getting into this sort of leadership space. Yeah, yeah, no question. So the real moment I decided I wanted to be a speaker was when I was at, I was in a leadership conference, my second senior year of college. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting in a leadership conference, uh, the National Conference on Student Leadership. Mm-hmm. I was the student body vice president at the time at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And I was getting a degree in human resources. And the reason I was getting a degree in human resources was because I had internships in human resources. And I always knew I wanted to do business, but, you know, HR was where I just happened to fall into an internship my freshman year of college. And so I was like, oh, I like people. I think I'll just major in this because this one's been presented to me. But I'm sitting in this workshop, and there's a gentleman there, Jermaine Davis. I should say Dr. Jermaine Davis, who was giving a workshop called Get Up Off Your Butt and Do It Now. And uh, one of the questions that he asked in that workshop is, he said, what would you do for free for the rest of your life? And, uh, you know, as a, a 21-year-old senior, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about because there ain't nothing I'm going to do for free. There's nothing I would do for free because that's not why we came to college. You know, you don't go to college to, to walk out and act like you're not going to make any money or that you don't want to. And so I, I was having a hard time, like, processing that. By the end of that workshop, you know, I thought about it. And I was like, he's not really saying, like, oh, what would you actually go do for free because it's going to happen that way. He's saying, what do you love doing so much that you don't have to get paid to do it? Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I thought to myself, I'm like, I think I want to do what he does. Yeah, I think I want to be a motivational speaker. And so that that was the day I kind of decided that I wanted to be a speaker. And um, two years later, I graduated and I started my company. And, you know, the rest is is history in that regard. Mm -hmm. So that was the day that I decided, you know, for me in terms of like working with young people and, you know, leadership and passion specifically, that is just a reflection of my personal journey. I was heavily involved when I was in college. I was, you know, I was a student body vice president. I was a tour guide. I was an orientation leader. I was an RA. And so my nature was involvement. My nature was leadership. And a lot of that kind of evolved in college, not so much in high school. Like high school is a lot of like sports. Until my senior year, where I had an opportunity to work on a project that really taught me a lot of skills and showed me that like I can actually change the world as a high school student, mm. have an opportunity to make an impact on the world. And at the end of that project, you know, we put in a lot of work our senior year to create this, you know, big community project and we raised, you know, eight thousand dollars and we had three citywide events that we invited kids from all over the city. We raised awareness, we did mentorship and we presented our project at the state conference. Uh, it was a DECA project and we ended up winning first place in the state. You know, we won and I ended up bawling my eyes out you know, the day that we won. And, you know, as I look back on it, like that was the day that I discovered, like my passion lied in working with young people. My passion lied in doing public speaking. Mm -hmm. My passion lied in doing work in the community. And so I'm not surprised at where I've ended up because of what was influencing me when I was younger. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And 
you know, someone actually said that to me the other day. They're like, Sammy, like, I'm not surprised you got to this point based off of what you did in middle school and high school. And I was like, well, I am, you know, but I really like the point you made about, you know, your, I think it was one of your mentors. You said, he said, like, what will you be willing to do for free for the rest of your life? And I always tell people, like, once I started the podcast and once I started to like do little speaking things, I was like, I literally could do this for the rest of my life and I, no one need to pay me. And I was telling people, I'm like, once you find your passion, like run with that and the money, like you can find opportunities to like get money afterwards, but you need to, in order to get the most, gain the most money and have the most fulfillment in your life, you need to be able to love what you're doing. Absolutely. And I think that's the right mindset because it's like, when you love it, that also means you want to get great at it. And yeah. then when you get great at it, somebody's going to pay you money to do it. Exactly. You know, and, that, and to me, that just makes logical sense instead of, yeah. you know, going to make the money, finding out that you made something. And then and then there's a whole other conversation about, do I have the courage to now step back, go find work that I love, even though I was making 70000 I got to take a step back. Do I have enough courage to step back and make 40000 in order to go do work I love right. to then build myself back up right. to 70000 And that's a decision that people have to make for themselves. And so, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. I know what I would recommend people do, mm-hmm. and I get it myself. But, you know, that's the tough part. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's, it, you know, the earlier you can start with following your passion, the easier it will be down the road. Absolutely. But I think a lot of students, high school or college, they definitely take, like, look at the word passion and they just, they find it so cliche and they don't want to, you know, like, they're like, oh, follow your passion. And there's so many people out there who will say things against it and will try to, you know, change it up a little bit. But what are sort of your, like, I don't know, top two, top three tips about, like, authentically, like, following your passion and sort of living that out? before you head into college or, you know, in the beginning of your college years? For sure, yeah. I think for me, and, and this is evolved for me as well, you know, when I first started speaking about, you know, discovering what you're most passionate about, I was coaching young people. I'm like, yeah, find this career, find this thing, this is what you love, go do that. Yeah. And it's evolved into two things now. Where one, it's more so having a passion mindset, yeah. which is, you will make decisions in the direction of the thing that you love to do the mm. most. Right? So that's the one, like, evolution of, of what I share with people is that, like, when you know you love something, you always have to choose in that direction as opposed to knowing that you love something and not doing it because of money or because somebody else doesn't want you to or because you don't believe that you can. Right? Like, those are reasons why people don't choose the direction of their passion. Right. And so when you have passion mindset, it says, I have the courage to always choose the direction of the thing I love to do the most. So that's one. And then two, I think kids need to understand too, and this is what I had to discover for myself, and I didn't know this until I was working in schools with young people every day, is that in order to go after your passion, like you actually have to know how to do stuff. Right. And so passion is actually a journey of discovering what it is it, that it takes in order to make something or make a dream or a passion or reality. And so students have to develop skills in order to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I want to become a fashion designer, right, mm-hmm. and I'm a 15-year-old student, I have to learn how to be resourceful. Like, I have to learn how to research a fashion designer in my city 
And then I have to learn how to write a professional email to that designer to ask for mentorship or ask for support or ask for how you got started or whatever the thing is. And so all these steps along the way in order to arrive at your passion. And that's what young people need to be focused on is that mm. they need to be learning the steps on how to get there as opposed to expecting to just arrive at your passion because you defined it as your passion and that this is what you want to do. Yeah. And that's just not how it goes. So develop your passion mindset and then also committing to learning the skills that you need to learn in order to make your passion a reality. Yeah, that's so good because I was actually, I was talking to uh, Heather Schultz the other day and she was saying, she was like, yeah. she was like, Sammy, when you came up to me at a conference last year, she was like, you came up and you're like, I'm going to be a speaker. Like, do you have any tips for me? She was like, you didn't even question it, whatever. And I think that for me, one of the biggest pieces, like I am not one to ask for help, but I realized that if yeah. the, you know, I was passionate about speaking, I was passionate about podcasting, whatever, but I knew nothing about it. But like, I just knew I needed to talk and these were two platforms where I knew it was up and coming now. And so going up to her and being like, Hey, like, what are your like best tips? Like it was so freaking scary for me, but it turned out to be the best because she's been such a guy these past year now. She's also a guest on the podcast as well, but also for my main mentor, like to what I asked her to be my mentor for my senior project, I was like scared out of my brains. Like I was like, Oh my God, what if she says? No, like what's going to happen then? Like there's no one else I want to ask for this. And I just, I just freaking like went for it, you know? And I was like, whatever like whatever happens happens and luckily she said yes and it's been an amazing journey since but I just think so what are your best tips for high school students who are just who have that fear of like they want to pursue something but they don't want to like reach out to others or they're just they're too afraid if they start to pursue something that they're going to get you know like people are just going to shut them down for it this is the, the biggest challenge and one of the biggest challenges I saw working with students day to day when I was the dream director, I worked in school the last six years. And, you know, I wanted to go into schools and start talking about finding your passion right away. And that does activate some young people, right? People get excited when you hear that kind of language sometimes. But also, like, a lot of students have never even discussed those types of things with people. And so there's a lot of kids that have no connection to it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So understandably so, like, it's a foreign conversation to go and talk to people about like discovering their passion and finding what they love. And even when you do, how do you get them or bring them to a point where they believe that it's even possible? Yeah. And I think that's what you're asking about is like, how do you, you know, develop belief systems in young people? And so for me, what I had to discover for myself was that like, Oh, before I can even have a conversation with young people about going after their passion, like we need to tap into, you know, what do they believe are their setbacks? What are their, the things holding them back? What have been their life experiences that tell a story that says like, oh, I don't know if I can do this because when I was eight, my mom said that I was dumb or that kids in school, in middle school, made fun of me and said that I'm not good looking or like whatever the thing is, like those are the things that have to be worked through with young people before you can start having a conversation about what the next thing is. And it's never solved all at once. It's an ongoing conversation mm-hmm. that people have from the time they're young until they're grown adults around their confidence and the belief in themselves. And so what I work with young people to do is to alleviate their life challenges and their traumas and try to like overcome those things to say that don't expect life to be perfect. Mm-hmm. There will be trials, tribulations and challenges. 
there will be ups and downs. And the sooner that you accept that life won't be perfect and that there will be ups and there will be downs, you will be prepared for ups and downs. You'll just understand that that is just how life is. And you won't be shocked when the negative happens and you won't be shocked when the positive happens and you can stay the course. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, That's sure. probably the most important thing is that like your failures and your lessons like are actually not failures and lessons, but they're opportunities for you to like sit back and like show some gratitude for what you do have yeah. and then recalibrate where you want to go after that based on like, oh, you know, I failed that test. Or nobody watched my YouTube channel, but all right, maybe this wasn't for me. How can I recalibrate? Look at what I have. But somebody on my Instagram said this is really cool. All right, let me recalibrate and take a step back. Be grateful for that one person that looked at my Instagram, and maybe I dive more into that as opposed to YouTube. You know what I mean? That yes. kind of thing. So, yeah. gratitude, reflection are huge, huge ways to overcome self doubt, fear, but also understanding that like you're just not going to be perfect and being okay with that and you know one thing i've been trying a lot lately is just committing to progress over perfection mm. and, um, making, making sure that you're just trying to be a better person than you were yesterday the game of life always plays with in, in your own head like, yeah it's, it's you against yourself and if you can win that battle you, you won the game yeah no for sure that's so good i love that uh, so i've had a few people like, they were very respectful about it, but they said to me, they're like, Sammy, listen, like, I understand that, you know, the name of your podcast is Fashion Your Passion. I get that. Like, you're all, you know, gung-ho about trying to find your passion. But they were like, I'm a senior currently, like a second semester senior right now. And I, you know, I'm going to go to college, but I literally have no idea what I like to do that I could turn into a career, what I, you know, want to major in in college. And, you know, I tell them, I'm like, I just go with the flow and just like see what happens. But what would you say to them? You know, because I feel like sometimes us passion speakers we can be so you know on top of you know talking about oh yeah follow what you love or whatever but there are those kids who don't really know what they sort of love that could turn into a career yet first of all young people have to believe that anything is possible Mm -hmm. you just have to believe that anything is possible the the ways people make money in this country is ridiculous yeah (laughs) like people get paid to do anything yeah anything Anything, anything, anything. First of all, like that's number one. Number two, like you have to have an idea of like what is out there, right? And so, and this is, I think, the big challenge that you, a lot of kids just aren't exposed to a lot of different things. Right. It's like, and then they're coming from a generation of parents that are like engineer, doctor, lawyer, you know, teacher, accountant. Like, here are the, the six standard careers. So, this way, your parents did factory, mechanic those types of things and then there's like the the tank careers outside of that that people know about which is like okay psychologist or i'll work in marketing or advertising whatever like those main things like there's so many like weird and funky and creative things that you can do right for a career so they just gotta like do research and find people that are doing things that they want to do and find out how to get paid to do it yeah like, I just, I just got off the phone before we got on with a young lady that wanted to speak. And she's like, well, you're speaking. I want to know how to do that and get paid to do it. Can you tell me what you did? Like, kids literally just have to reach out to people that are doing what they want to do and ask the questions. Yeah. So those are a couple of things. I think the, the last thing I'll share is young people 
need to be experiencing as much as possible. And when we're talking about passion mindset, like you don't need to do everything, but you need to do everything that you know you love, mm-hmm. right? The reality is that like we have put unfair expectations on young people, 17, 18, 19, for you to go into college and essentially at 19 choose your sophomore year, what is it that you're going to do for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Or so it feels like you're making that choice. And the reality is that most kids that are coming out of college don't even end up working in their field or they end up at some point five years out completely changing their course of action and whatever their career was intended to be. And so we're letting college degrees dictate the type of work that you do. And the reality is that you should actually be letting your passion dictate where you want to go. And so if you don't know what is that you want to do, that's fine. But you should always be choosing in the direction of the thing that you love if you're being guided by a passion mindset. And so the problem then becomes if you believe or don't believe that the thing that you're passionate about can actually become a career. That's going back to what do you believe about yourself and what's possible. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're literally in this moment, right? You want to be a speaker. You want a podcast. Yeah. Now you're in this moment like, all right, well, I'm probably not getting paid a lot of money to do this, but this is the career I want. But this is not, there's no degree for this. Right. What do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you're like, and that's what you do. Like, you just have to do it. You just have to create it. You just have to make it if the degree doesn't exist. And I think the big challenge is that, you know, if kids need to be expanding their net as wide as possible right. and then defining later on in college. And so open your net and cap it as wide as you can and do as many things as you possibly can and make decisions on what you love versus what you don't love. And the things that you love, go do more of that. The things that you don't love, stop doing them because yeah. they, they're not serving your purpose and they're not serving your heart. Yeah. For high school students who sort of want to like get out there and explore other options, if they live in like a small town or, you know, a town where everyone has the same job, what are some tips yeah. for, from you that you think that how they can access different yeah. opportunities? Four things that I share, and I'll probably share them when I spoke up at your school, mm-hmm. that I share for students to be able to explore their passion is, is one, going back to that core question that I was asked, right? You know, what is it that you would do for free for the rest of your life? Like, what are the activities, what are the clubs, the organizations, the classes, the books that you read, the videos that you watch, like, as you see the world, the way you see it, what are the things that you're looking at? You're like, man, like, that is so cool. Like, I could do that all the time and do it because, like, it's just that dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are ways that you might be able to discover it. I also share students that you should be looking at your competitive advantage. You know, what are the things that you do better than anybody else? Yeah. And these, these are, like, your natural skills and your natural abilities that you don't have to try very hard, right, to do. For me, it was remembering names and also speaking in public and working with large groups like I it's effortless for me right so like why wouldn't I lean into a career that allows me to do that you know yeah the third thing is what is your emotional connection and this is something that I you know use to kind of like spark some ideas for young people on how they can get in action what are the things that make you very happy very sad or very angry Mm -hmm. that make you want to take action think you want to do something you know so if you're looking out to the world you're like man like the world leadership congress of hobie is doing some dope volunteering when they bring the summer leaders together 
I want to do more of that with this particular organization. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is something that's pulling you. It's pulling on your heart. You're like, this is cool. More of this shit be happening and I want to contribute. So go get involved there, you know? Yeah. Or the flip side of that is people are not paying attention to climate change. And this is like crazy and, you know, this is going to affect our world. Yeah. This should not be happening the way this is happening. I need to go help and do something about it. So go get involved and go do something about it, right? And that's when, it, when I say sad or angry, like, what pisses you off that's going to move you to go take action? Uh-huh. To go get engaged, to go get involved, to go join an organization, to go read another book, to put your own videos out about climate change. Like, what are the things that are going to activate you to go give your all, like, to go pour your heart in it? And then the last thing is, do what you love as it stands, you know, today. Yes. Um, so what is that you love doing today? Go do more of that. And inside of that particular thing, start trying to identify the different jobs and the different careers and the different opportunities that exist. And, you know, I, I, I'll use a classic example. You know, when I'm in high school, a lot of kids are like, oh, I want to play football. All right, great. Like, you love football, but do you really love football or do you just want to play football? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. If you really love football, you want to coach football. You want to play football. You want to be a, a sports analyst over football. You want to teach young people how to play football. You want to start a nonprofit to teach young kids how to play the game correct. Like, you can't just love one thing and then want to, you can want to do one thing, but when it comes to doing that something you're passionate about, how are you going to then close off the 18 other careers that exist inside that one thing? Right. Because it's not the one thing that you thought you wanted to do, you know, or that you said you wanted to do. And so, you know, whatever that you love now, start exploring all the different careers and opportunities that exist inside of that passion. Because you might also be able to tap into some other things that might interest you. Yeah, no, for sure. That's so good. And I love that because I really, for me personally, like I don't speak enough on stuff like that just because again, like, I, I feel like I had it really easy where it was like I started what I thought was my dream job at 13. And then, you know, from there, I sort of it sort of evolved into where I am now somehow. I don't really know how it did, but it did. Um, and so it's really nice to hear from others, you know, about how sort of they have figured out where they are now. For the final question of this interview um, this is a question that I ask all of my guests who have come on this podcast based off of the title of the podcast. What's one tip that you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passions? Oh my gosh. I'm so <laughs> glad you asked it because I just want to say it. I just want to give young people some perspective here because I know for a fact, and I say a fact because I've just talked to dozens and dozens and dozens of high school students, juniors and seniors in high school, freshmen and sophomores in college. And I just need y'all to slow the hell down. Mm. Stop trying to rush your success and expecting that by the time you're 24, that you're going to have life completely figured out. You're going to be the vice president of somebody's company. And you're going to be making a gazillion dollars. And you're going to have a million followers on Instagram. I'm not saying that it's not possible. But what I'm saying is that like it's not necessary. Right. In order for you to define your happiness, discover your passion and live a life that you love. And so what I want to say to kind of wrap that up is, you know, the way I kind of look at life is I look at it in chunks of 30. So zero to 30, 31 to 60, 61 to 90. If we are looking at life realistically, 
we generally get done with college if you are somebody that goes to college at 22, 23. To get a master's degree, 25. To get a PhD, we're looking at 30, 35, maybe. So I call zero to 30 the learning phase. You're pretty much learning the entire time. You know, you're in school from the time you're five until you're 22. If you stop going to school at 22, then you're working as a professional in your first or second job for the first five to seven years, you're still learning how to do that. So really, until you're 30, you're literally learning how to like be a person, how to go to school, learning material, taking things in to be able to go do a job, right? So zero to 30 is just learning. So how is it, how is the expectation that you're going to have life completely figured out and your whole career figured out and done and be successful by 30 when you're actually just still in the learning stage? Right. And so really, the execution phase, which is next, 31 to 60, if you're going to put expectations on yourself to like go after your passion, have life figured out, and do all that, like do it during the execution phase, which is 31 to 60, which is the prime of your career. You know who you are. You know what you love. You know what you want. You're probably making a couple of dollars, and you have a lot bigger network to go make some things happen, right? right? And so if you're going to be hard on yourself, be hard on yourself during that time. But also, like, understand that that's a 30-year process. That's 30 years just to work 30 years. Like, you're not even to retirement age at the end of 60. Like, retirement age is still 65. You still got five more years. Right. So you have so much time to go after it and make it right, and you don't have to rush or feel any kind of pressure to, like, do it and do it in the next year or two or five or 10 or 30, for that matter. Like, it's an ongoing journey, and it's a battle with yourself, like I said. Yeah. And then 60 to 90 is the reflection and gratitude stage. Like, not that you ever stop learning, not that you ever stop executing, but we just get to the phase of our life where 60 to 90, we're looking back and we're just grateful for the things that we've done, the life that we've lived, and we start thinking about legacy and impact. And, you know, yeah. when you ask most people about how they want to impact the world, they just want to say, I was a good person, and that. I live the life that people could be proud of. And most people are already doing that. Yeah. They actually use that as a guide to how they want to leave the world. They're already successful. They've already won it and they don't know it yet. That's what I'll say. That is so good. I love that. This interview has me like fired up right now. Like I just like, oh, I'm just so excited about life. <laughs> Where can people find you on all the socials so they can get more fire from you? Yeah, everything. Facebook is Passion for Leadership. But everything else, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter is all Lamar Womble, L-A-M-A-R-R-W-O-M-B-L-E, easy peasy. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much once again for coming on the show. It has been an amazing time talking to you. I can't believe that. Oh, it's finally over. It feels like it went by in a flash. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Thanks for Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.